Hey, what's going on, y'all? Now, this particular podcast, I should have came out with it last week. Uh, me and my family, we went down to Florida, Destin, and so I planned to record last week before I got up and had to took a, take the flight, but our flight magically got canceled. And so we ended up having to drive nearly eight hours down there to Destin, Florida. And so this is pretty much what I was going to have last week. Uh, but, you know, hey, I'm going to go ahead and do it and get into it. Track and field sensation Shakari Richardson was recently suspended. Uh, now, as we know, she is indefinitely suspended for the Olympics for these uh, this year's Olymp- Olympics in 2021 in uh, Tokyo because she tested positive for marijuana. She was expected to be a headliner going into this year's Olympics after her record breaking 100 meter race at the U.S. track and field trials in Oregon. She says her use of marijuana was the result of coping with the untimely death of her mother. She's quoted also in saying it sent me into a state of emotional panic. She's referring to the untimely death of of her mother. And she also added, I didn't know how to control my emotions or deal with my emotions during that time. On the Today Show, uh, this was probably a week or two ago. Uh, she actually did an interview where she basically took full accountability uh, for her credit to her credit and owned up to her actions. You would think that that would have been enough to where people at large wouldn't make a huge deal out of it and let them and let the month pass of her suspension at the time, hoping she gets to compete in the Olympics. No. But instead, we came out in full force. We, meaning my people, my black brothers and sisters and, you know, some other um, brown people and and some white also uh, came out in full force, screaming racism, hypocrisy, and even brought the great Olympian Michael Phelps into the conversation. For those that didn't know, in 2009, Michael Phelps was suspended for six months for an accumulation of incidents that led U.S. swimming to charge him with the violation of the code of conduct. The last few incidents, which were reckless driving, a DUI and a picture where he was caught smoking marijuana out of a bong was the last straw. So uh, I guess they their back was against the wall to actually do something. And some people argue, well, Michael Phelps didn't miss the Olympics after his mistakes. And my response was, or is, he didn't need to miss the Olympics because most of his transgressions happened after the 2008 Olympic Games. So they can only suspend the guy and hold him accountable for any future competition within the the suspension time frame, which they did suspend him for six months. And of course, this whole Shakari Richardson thing got not only racial, but also political. This is after she came out and was responsible 
for her own actions, which I thought it should have just been, you know, almost dead from that. But in the climate and society we're in, you know, we just we can't help ourselves to to flame the racial and the in the politics car. Like even when certain situations should be a clear and open and shut case, we find some way to, to politicize it and to make racial assumptions like former NBA player Steven Jackson, which, by the way, like I mess with Jack a lot. You know, I thought he was a, you know, a genuine you know person. And I think he is, you know, real to a certain extent. But he just been, you know, flying off the hammer lately a lot with with, with his whole thing. And I think a lot has to do with his uh, recent uh, maybe not recent. He's been a Muslim for probably over a year and stuff now. And, you know, but nevertheless, he he, he came out and said uh, all black participating athletes in the Olympics shouldn't play because we meaning we meaning black people are the black athlete is not wanted. Now, with him saying that, now I, I will admit that it probably is about time to loosen the Olympic rule regarding marijuana, especially since it is legal and being ha- highly capitalized in several states in the U.S. But I say this just because it should happen doesn't mean we should make our own rule or just totally dismiss the current guidelines. And in this, I just I want to give a scripture. I want to give a scripture out. Now, this scripture in mind here is in Romans, Romans 13 in the first two verses. And this is just about respect and authority is that everyone must submit to governing authorities for all authority comes from God. And those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted and they will be punished. Now, people say this and, you know, when giving this analogy to this situation, there, there, are two, there, there's something you can actually do. We know a lot of laws and governing authorities that are not right, that don't have the right perspectives, don't have the right policies in place. But that doesn't mean we rebel against the actual policy. We rebel against the system and, you know, getting people in there that will actually change them. We don't rebel against the actual law, you know, just because it's a stop sign here, you know, we don't think a stop sign should be here. Doesn't mean that we we run the stop sign because you know this is just bogus. Why is the stop sign here? You know, da 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 da. No, we get people in office. We get people, you know, in certain places to where we can change those things. You know what I'm saying? So we don't rebel against authority. We rebel by you know going within the process of voting or whatever else is needed to get those policies and those that are in authority to change to those that will more likely do what we want them to do. So uh, in that verse, you you submit to authority because even though that we should probably loosen the rule with marijuana, we can't we shouldn't rebel against it because that's what we want to do. or That's what we think should be done. For many decades, the Olympics have had a rule in regards to marijuana use, and they've always been upfront about it. After doing a little research, the Olympic Committee or the WADA, which is the World Anti-Doping Agency, doesn't 
they don't actually prohibit the athlete from using marijuana. They only prohibit it from using it during competition. So whenever Shikari was tested, it was actually during the trial competition, not before or not after. And also a side note, marijuana, uh, contrary to popular belief and what others have been saying out there, marijuana can absolutely be a performance enhancing drug. Many advocates of marijuana today have proven and experienced that it can help expedite the recovery process, relax your muscles, reduce inflammation, help with anxiety, you know, all the things that could potentially benefit you to do anything athletic or run a run a race or whatever, you know. So um, and I do want to point out too, THC, which was a substance is normally found in marijuana, was found in Shikari, you know, when she failed that actual drug test. And so this is known to help with a lot of the things I named with anxiety, you know, the things that she's dealing with, you know, probably with the untimely death of her mother. You know what I'm saying? Like all these things. So the narrative that's out there that people, you know, that it's unfair or that marijuana cannot enhance your performance. Like it sounds good, but factually it's untrue. Plus, former NFL pro all pro wide receiver, you know, Calvin Johnson, a.k.a. Megatron. You know, he admittedly came out a while ago, you know, during his plan day, plan days that he medicated frequently with marijuana to address his nagging injuries and help him recover quicker. You know, so that whole narrative of, you know, if anything, it would have slowed her down. Like, no, not necessarily. And everybody's different. Like, I remember when I was smoking weed, like. It made me feel. You know, it came, it kind of made me feel slow, kind of slowed me down. But then I knew somebody else. It kind of, you know, benefited them to the degree like it made them, you know, go faster. Like I used to play tennis like I couldn't smoke weed and get out there on the tennis court. You know, I could probably get drunk or whatever the night before and do something, get get up and, you know, do real good, which I did, by the way, probably had the best match of my life, actually, after my 20 or 21st birthday. And I had a conference match against a rival and I killed <laughs> that day. But that's neither here nor there. I don't want to, you know, um, big up that that moment or whatever. But my point is, is that it works different in different people. So who's to say that this THC substance that was in uh, Shikari actually didn't help her or help her calm down, help her feel more at ease to run, you know, basically the the uh, the race of her life with that when she broke that record. You know what I'm saying? So uh, for those like myself that hate, you know, Shikari was put in that position, um, you know, on the other end, too, you can't make an excuse for her because in her own words, she knew what she was doing. And the potential consequence behind it, but she still proceeded to do it anyway. That should be, you know, the end of it. And we shouldn't add any other race or political thing, you know, attached to it. And we, as in me, you know, people that have this type of perspective, you know, are accused of shaming her and not having a young black woman's back. You know, it's just, again, you're trying to add more fuel to a fire by just trying to hold somebody accountable. 
You know, I have four kids and to the best of my ability, I want to show them that it's okay to mess up, but it's also okay to, to suffer necessary consequences, especially when you know better. Two things can be done in the same segment, y'all. You can hold someone accountable, read them their rights, and in the next moment, articulate that although they did something ignorant, you support them still moving forward. We live in a time where they say it's either or. You have to do one or the other. You can't do both. My issue with the spin to this whole story with Shakari Richardson is nothing new, but Something as simple and cut and dry as in her doing a deed, you know, that she should not did. She came out, hold account, was accountable, you know, should should have been it. But we turned it into a lust of opportunity and politicizing the left, you know, is turning into a her turned her into a poster child of compassion and perseverance and the right. Is making her the poster child of cause and effect. You break the rule, you suffer the consequence. Even people publicly backing her, for me, in my eyes, in my opinion, they're doing it so to gain opportunity for a future interview or future content or documentary or something like that. It's like we fall in love with the opportunity of a story and make all sorts of assumptions and excuses to give it life. Like the age old circumstance when one person starts a rumor and the time it takes to get to the other side of the room, there is so much more detail than the person who actually initially started it. Most people get their information that way. We believe whatever agenda we align to the most, to the point that it's harder to have genuine conversation because instead of talking honest, we talk more along our political association, doubling down on points. We have never looked up ourselves. And I've said this before on this podcast and, and the other one that, that I'm on, like I'm more conservative in my viewpoints and, and in my politics, but I'm not the one who believes everything liberals say or do is wrong. Case in point, in regards to CRT, which I, pro- I won't probably want to make a pod about this, uh, critical race theory, I'm more aligned with the liberal point of view rather than the conservative. You know, uh, that's just from me doing my own research and actually seeing what it is and and all this other stuff. So and too often, even, you know, con- the conservative side holds on to extreme examples and deems those the norm just to ban something they don't fully understand. This is why I appreciate and applaud people like uh, Angela Stanton King, because she breaks down hard to understand policy and to layman's terms, people like myself and the community I grew up in can digest. At the end of the day, Shakara Richardson did not deserve to become another weapon to be used to continue a race and political war. But too many of us are addicted to the headlines instead of reading the guidelines. Think about it. 